soldier. You got me. Turn my mic up louder, I got to say something. Lightweight, step it aside when we come in. Feel it in your chest, the syllables get pumping. People on the street to panic and start running. Words on loose leaf sheet, complete coming. I jump on my mind, I summon the rhyme, I'm dumping. Healing the blind, I promise to let the sun in. Sick of the dark ways, we march to the drumming. Jump when they tell us that they want to see jumping. Fuck that, I want to see some fist pumping. Risk something, take back what's yours. Say something that you know they might attack you for. Cause I'm sick of being treated. Like I had before, like the stupid standing for what I'm standing for. Like this war is really just a different brand of war. Like it doesn't cater to rich and abandoned war. Like they understand you in the back of the jet when you can't put gas in your tank. These fuckers are laughing the way to the bank and cashing a check. Asking you to have compassion and have some respect for a leader so nervous in an obvious way. Stuttering and mumbling for night news to replay. And the rest of the world watching at the end of the day in the living room laughing like I'm a soldier. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Shipwreck Show. My name is Shipwreck, and I'll be your host, and it's Monday. Monday, yeah. Monday. Well, well, look at us. We're like, yeah. <laughs> it's Monday. <laughs> I'm still jamming to the song. I freaking oh, love I know. I know, and it gives me a copyright every time. So again, oh, if you're watching this after the fact and you don't know what we're talking about, it's because I had to cut the song out. Uh, sorry, it gives me, it's just, it doesn't matter. I Good morning, ladies it. and gentlemen. Good morning, Daisha. Good morning. It's good to see good you, morning. Diana and Jemmy. And Alex was first in the house today. Alex, you were up bright and early. Good morning, Raquel. Purple Princess. Good morning. Uh, Megan, good morning. It's good to see you. Who else did I have? I had someone. Scott was in here, but I think he went to work. And Jerry's Crazies was in here, too. Uh, good morning, you guys. And happy Monday. I hope you're having the best day and you had the best, best, best weekend. Jen, <sighs> welcome back. Yeah. How was your weekend? My weekend was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Johnson. So was ours. Our, it, my weekend was kind of, you know, and you know, and I say this as a woman, so I feel like I can say it, it was kind of menopausal, menopausal. It went from one extreme to another extreme in very short amount of times. So basically, you just I switched us. <laughs> okay. I, was, listen, I had to do, listen, I had to do these pre-records this weekend, which means when they're done, I have to go back and edit them because I'm going to post them. On my, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. But I noticed that like a lot, like when I'm looking at you, it looks like I'm looking over here, like a lot, like over here, like way over here. Yeah. But I noticed when I switched the screens, it's it's not so bad. <laughs> does it look like I'm looking at you? This is going to bug me. It, to it totally does. I just I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, it you're, does. You're good. You're good. It, it look, does. It I'm does. Totally. You. I'm looking at you right now. Does it look like I'm looking at you? Uh, you're kind of. Yes, yes, yes. Like you're facing here, okay, straight on. But your eyes are kind of there. Let's, yeah, because yeah, yeah, I can't ever. I don't. Oh, yeah, it's okay. It's perfect. I love it. It bugs me a it lot. It bugs you. I know because oh, we're all perfectionists, and this is what we do. <laughs> this is always kind of too why I sit like at an angle, so that I hope it, it doesn't matter. Anyway, yeah, look, we it, can. <laughs> Good morning. It's Monday. Monday coffee. Golly. <laughs> Family um, first. Good morning. We got to laugh. We got to laugh, right? Laughing. I realized like, you know, I realized I had a week and I had, um, it wasn't until Friday that I really got this 
deep laugh out and I had laughed all week. And I think it's so important to laugh. So we got to laugh, guys. It's good for I'm the laughing. soul. I'm constantly yeah. laughing. No, that's not. Well, I don't know. It takes a lot for me to laugh. Like I, I have to be wildly uncomfortable to laugh. Uh, <laughs> good morning, Christy. It's good to see you. Thank you. Good morning. Andrew Hi. Barnes, good morning. Good morning. Uh, well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you laughed. I know you posted some pictures to Instagram. It looked like you were having a good weekend. That um, was my Sunday. My Saturday was my burnout day. Like I, I went from, I worked in the morning. I worked for about five, six hours. And then I drove to Vernon, which is another four and a half hours. So I got here. I was just like, don't ask me any questions. Don't ask me to think. I got nothing left. Like it was just blank. Aww. So that's that why I said it was one extreme to the other because Sunday <laughs> We went for three walks along the lake, and mm-hmm. and then I just kind of fell asleep while watching a very that. interesting show, a documentary. Jen told me backstage, she's like, I was going to message you, and then I took a nap. I was like, all right, well, that's cool. I do that all the time. Like, I'm like, I really should do stuff today, but instead I take a nap. So I like to nap. Sometimes my meditations turn to napping. I feel like that's important. They do, I'm, and they're the best naps, too. They're like the best naps, you know. Oh yeah, so you just more refreshed Yeah, yeah. My oh. nap was hours. It wasn't like a thirty-minute. Like, <laughs> hey, let's. It was like, oh, she gone. She's gone. Like, don't even disturb her. Don't touch her. Don't like. It was just like flat out. I'm pretty sure I was probably my mouth was open and I was drooling at the whole. That's what I did. It was pretty. It was yeah. It was not a pretty look. I did. Um, I, it's one of those naps like where you you fall asleep and then you wake up and you're eight and you miss the bus and it's Wednesday morning and <laughs> then you realize it's Saturday and you're forty and you don't have to go to school anymore and that's just this crazy. It happens to me a lot. I'm like, oh my god, I'm late. I gotta go. I'm, like, yes. well, I'm fucking. 39 years old. I ain't got to go nowhere. Like, I'm going to go back to sleep. God. Yeah. Well, is that now? <laughs> the burnout portion of this is kind of what I wanted to talk about today. So I, I fell into this article. I want to say it was yesterday. Um, and it talked about spiritual goals. And, and backstage, again, we were kind of talking. One of the things that I've really been working on, especially this last month, uh, as we have our upcoming vacation. And so I'm trying to get things done for that because during that week, I really, I don't want to do anything. Like, I don't want to be live. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't know that I'm going to post a ton of content. We'll see. Um, I might make videos before and then put them in the drafts and then post them as I go. I haven't figured that out yet, but uh, I I really have been trying to put my phone down, like, and to put it down in a way in a different room. And the reason that for that being is, is that I want to focus more on my kids. And I did, I I got into this few months of just constantly mindlessly scrolling Mm. and yeah, I've been trying to put it down more and, or like when I do check it, I check it for a half 30 seconds and then I close it out and then I put it back again. And I think a lot of us had, but anyway, so I was looking some stuff up about that because I was kind of curious and I fell into this article and that's one of the goals uh, that this article had talked about was, was taking breaks off of social media. Good morning, purple princess. It's good to see you. I'm a four hour nap champ. Oh. That's what I am. I'm I have never, like, I, this might be bad. Maybe I need to work on, like, taking specific time to actually just crash nap. Like, you know where you just don't set an alarm and you don't have to get up and nobody cares? That's what I think. I'm going to, yeah. I feel amazing today, by the way. (laughs) There are other people in this house that care gravely when I nap because they're like, what is she doing in there? We're hungry. Like, go make some toast. I have dogs uh, somebody- that are like, <laughs> oh yeah, my dogs don't dare. Like these kids got them beat. They know it. 
I learned so well. I think a lot of people, I didn't, I always felt like naps were selfish and a big waste of time. Like I'd felt that's what I was taught. Yeah. Up until, um, a few years back, I actually, I was in therapy, believe it or not. I was in therapy and I was kind of starting this whole journey, um, Mm -hmm. as well as trying to work through some other past traumas that I had. So I was in actual, you know, nor like not normal therapy, but therapy (laughs) therapy. You sit with a lady and you tell her y'all your stuff. And then she's like, Mm -hmm. that's very interesting. And then you're like, okay, thanks. And then you pay her $120 and then you leave. And, but in therapy, one of the things that towards the end, we were talking about self-care and she said to me, she's like, you know, one of my biggest self-care things is napping. And I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, I take naps. Like I get big. She's like, I, she had a specific napping blanket and pillow and a spot on the couch. And like, she would set an alarm Mm -hmm. and she would purposely once a day, take a nap. And I'm like, well, that's just lazy. Like what? There's so many other things you could do, but that was her form of self-care is that she mm-hmm. had to give herself an hour a day. And sometimes she napped and sometimes she just laid on her couch and scrolled through her phone, but she didn't do anything. Like she just did nothing. She, you know, and I really, really struggled with that. But she, when she told me that it kind of hit me pretty hard and I was like, well, I'm going to do that. And so I did mm-hmm. for a long time. I would set a time during the day. And during that time, I would go into our bedroom with a blanket and a pillow and I would take a nap for about an hour. And I told my kids, I'm like, you're going to have to figure it out. Like, unless something's on fire, somebody's bleeding. I, I don't want to know about it. Like, I don't care. Don't bother me. And I, I kind of got, you know, and the, the napping, I don't nap much anymore. I, I kind of do, but it's turned into more meditation. Like, and now I go mm-hmm. meditate versus taking yeah. a nap. But uh, napping is a form of self-care. So if you're napping and you feel guilty about it, knock it off. It's yeah. here. It's yeah. it's I actually had that same conversation with myself yesterday because um Josh and I are going away on the weekend and I'm only actually in the mountain for a couple of days. I have to go back down to the coast before the weekend. And um he, we were gonna do trailer stuff yesterday, but I was just done. Like I didn't have anything. And he's like, you know what? Why don't you just go on the couch and have, you know, like take a moment? Mm-hmm. And he's outside doing stuff, and I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, I'm like giving myself how I get to best pep talk yeah. in the world to gear up, like, you know, find the next gear and I'm looking and I'm driving through my brain. I'm like, where's that next? You know, I'm already through my 15 gears. Like I've already gone through that. I went through them on Wednesday. So mm-hmm. I hit, you know, 16 and 17 because sheer absolute will, um, to make it to go through, like, you know, move through Saturday until Saturday. And I had nothing. And I just, that was it. I just, I actually surrendered and for me to surrender, um, I can surrender in a lot of different ways without any kind of, um, issue or, you know, guilt or shame or, you know, self negative talk, but to surrender when somebody's out doing something that we were supposed to do together, that would help our, you know, Oh, I had to twist. This caused caused some discord in our marriage as well, because, and it wasn't him. It was me. I had built up in my mind that I had to be out there helping him. And and if I wasn't, you know, then Mm -hmm. he was mad at me. Like in this, I was creating all of these scenarios and he's never been that way. And and this, but then I I really had to sit with a lot of this. And and this went back to childhood. My my old man was much like this. Like he wouldn't ask for help, but you better knew to go help. Does that make sense? Like you better have read his mind and changed and got in your overalls and went out and helped. And if you didn't, he was going to stomp around and be mad all day. And so I had brought that trauma. I don't call it trauma. It is trauma. I brought that trauma into my marriage. And so I had the same mentality with my marriage. 
like when Mr. Shipwreck got home, like I had better be up cleaning or cooking dinner. Or, and he's never been this way. Like he's never mm-hmm. been a very, you know, like I expect yeah. that he's never said anything. I made this all up in my head. And it wasn't until just recently that him and I kind of had this big blowout. And I feel like I'm told him, I said, I feel like I'm constantly walking on extras. And he's like, why? I don't care if you do, do anything all day. I don't care if you don't help me in the yard. And he legitimately doesn't. And I had to surrender that. I had to give that control. And once I did, I felt like I things got a lot better. Like I didn't, I didn't feel like that anymore. Oh. Yeah. Like I can breathe. Yeah. And that's God, super interesting. Yeah. So, and Josh is like, he's the same way. He's like, no, get on the couch. Like he's like, yeah. I know what you oh, went through this week. He's like, I'm going to go do what I want to do out here for a couple of minutes. And I may not, I may come back in and crash with you. We don't know, but, and so I did, and I pulled up the blanket and he's like, you know, he was like, do you want the fireplace on? I'm like, yeah. And we, <laughs> we turned on the fireplace and I literally zoned out and crashed for like, I think I really didn't get off the couch until like eight o'clock at night. And I haven't done that. And. I think the last time I did that, I was sick. I think, well, and I think, but again, this goes back to that that programming. This is program. We are programmed Mm -hmm. to adjust to other people's, what we perceive other people to be thinking and have their expectations. And it's it's really our own internal expectation of what we believe people are thinking. And yeah, assumptions. Yes. Yes. This is part of spiritual, the spiritual goal. So this was one of the goals that I had was I was going to stop assuming I knew how he was feeling and then reacting a certain way in order to appease that. Like this was, and this wasn't just him, but this was everybody. Like I, Mm -hmm. cause I would do this. I would walk into a room. I could read the room and then I would adjust accordingly. And in 2020, like we're not doing that anymore. Like I am not going to try and read you and then try to guess how you feel and then try to act accordingly. I am not going to uh, even spend any, I'm not spending one more ounce of energy on that. If you are upset with me, then you need to come and talk to me. And if you do not come and talk to me, then I'm going to assume that we are fine. Even though I might know in here that energy has shifted and we are not fine. I'm going to assume that we are fine and I'm going to act as if we are fine. And you can get as mad as you want about it. Like (laughs) I can die mad. That's a huge thing though. When, it is. I have met, you know, so many people, even in like, even in my training, going to different places and traveling and doing, taking different courses to expand my knowledge, meeting different people. And the way that that is such a common thing when you've gone through some form of trauma that, and it's called, they, they refer to it as like hypervigilance, but it's basically in my, in, it is being in fight or flight and assessing out like, pushing your energy out that so far that it's massively draining and overloading 24 seven. And yeah, pulling that your energy back and sitting and not allowing yourself to go and do and assume it, it is so it frees up so much inner mind space and inner self space. It's incredible. And it's something I think a lot of people do without even realizing it and getting into that awareness of it can really shift and change your life. It's huge. Yeah. It this- was a, that was, that was a big thing. For me. I didn't even realize that that would out was what I was doing until a while back. And it was, it was, and this is why I was, I was drained all the time. I never wanted to do anything because I would just constantly be like, 
on this. And I always yeah. knew where the exits were and I have to drive myself yeah. and I'm not, I have to have all these escape routes because I am not going to stay in one place long enough to, or any longer than I feel like I fucking have to. Yeah. And we just, uh, I'm just not going to do that anymore. Like if I feel like that that's going to be the case, I'm just not going to go and I'm going to stay home and I'm going to bid on my spot on the couch. And I'm going to take a nap. Yeah. Ah. It, it's, um, I was in this course in San Diego and we were, it was another version, another flow of hypnosis and, you know, cause I li- like to gather tools and tricks and tips. And I was, wor- I was in this class and I'm, you know, upfront, I'm a very shy person until I get to know you. Like I kind of just hold who I am in. And I was there with one of my really, with really good friends who I actually learned hypnotherapy from. And there's this, we got, they split us up. We had planned to work together because, you know, was, you know, like comfort zone, right? But they split yeah. us up and made us work with other people. And there was this woman and she was in this school and you could f- like the amount that sh- she was extending was, you know, outside of the room, this whole beautiful sanctuary, you could feel her energy out like on, on the street. And I ended up working with her because she was, you know, feeling very uneasy and because I had enough, edu- like I had done enough hypnosis that I could, you know, manage going through the process myself and mm-hmm. not get into a space of trouble. And it was, I, you know, I, that was the first time I became consciously viscerally aware of what was happening in other people and that hyper vigilance where it was so thick and so strong that it really interrupted a lot of things for her. And so I ended up, you know, coaching her through it when I was supposed to be doing the session with her. Um, right. But it was really interesting. To, it really got me on that. Um, okay, I need to really get into this and I understand this and really explore this because it's something I'm doing or is it something that I'm kissing? And it really opened my eyes to how far we can extend our energy. Oh, yeah. And I'll not say, even be I, aware. I know, yeah, I know the energy of a room before I even get in the parking lot. Like I can yeah. feel how things are going to go just based off of knowing who's there if a phone call like and i know how things are going to go i can almost envision it in my head and i used to think i was just special but i'm not it's trauma like you are you're Mm -hmm. learning this from an very early age because you never feel safe as a kid to express the way that you are in any situation and so you are constantly reading the room and constantly looking for exits um Mm -hmm. it's not good bad or indifferent it's just that's the way it is and and i survival it's survival. And I, and and if we're being super honest, like it is one thing I don't want to, I want to be able to control it. Like as I, I want to be able to shut it off because I get tired, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I don't want to lose it either because I feel like, um, it also helps me kind of manipulate the energy in a room as well. And, and I'm able to walk into a room and then change that energy and then make it better or, or just leave. Like I want to be able to control it. Yeah. Uh, but I like knowing I like being able to read people's energy because I also have this really bad habit of, or I used to, I don't anymore. This was like another thing that we learned, but I I used to have this really bad habit of taking people at face value and just automatically assuming that they were like this all the time. And then doing all of these things and being like, we're going to be best friends forever and ever. Like, and just, and then, and not giving it time to kind of marinate, not giving them time to be there because I'm just, I'm here. Like you get, you're going to get the, yeah. the, the fun, the wild, the crazy, the quiet and, and the insane, um, yeah. all in the same night. Like you're going to get all of it right then and there. And you can decide, but a lot of people aren't like that. They're very nope. reserved with who they really are for months. Mm-hmm. And then you start to after that three or four months, well then by the time you get to that third or fourth month, you've already made all these plans with them. The person that they, they 
portrayed themselves to be in the beginning or not portrayed, uh, but you know, they hid a lot of this other stuff or held a lot of it back because they weren't comfortable. And then mm -hmm. you realize that maybe we're not so aligned like we originally thought. Like, yeah, no, a lot of people, they, they want, they, they put a, a foot forward the foot that they think that they can connect with you on. And I get this a lot. Like people will come in with me and they want to talk about the conspiracy theories and I'm all for it because I love connecting with people. So I'm like, yeah, let's talk about this, this, this. And it started to kind of dive in and we've caught for a while. And then I start to realize that they don't know what I know. Yeah. <laughs> they, they are picking like headlines and, and yeah. they're trying to connect with you on that level without actually knowing a lot of the stuff. And, and I kind of do it to kind of not so much anymore. Like I know what I know and I don't know what I don't know, but I used to get that a lot from people yeah. that would try to come no, in and talk to me about sure. all this stuff. And then I would talk back with them a little bit, like, and I kind of, you know, throw some stuff in, and then I would get like this blank look. I'm like, yeah, well, you're not, we're not even, that's okay, but it's okay. Yeah. Um, I stick around to hoping they will revert back to the way they, they never do. They never no, do. No, they, they never, don't. ever do. People put their best foot forward every time to try and connect with you. And they're never going to revert back to that person. Or you might get glimpses of that person here and there. But it takes about three months for people to really. Very true. It is. Show, show you who they actually are. And I'm kind of like Purple Princess. I'm kind of like you. Like you're going to get all of the people in the same night. Like you're going to see it all. And then you, by the next morning, you can decide. I'm just, I don't have anything to hide. Like, I get a little no. crazy. I have a jealous streak. Like, you're going to see all of it um, long before that three months, long before, you know, we make any plans. But I don't know. We're learning on that, to be more patient with people and, and before we let people into our circle. And that's part of the, the spiritual growth, too. I think it's part of the process, though. We learn to go, okay, like maybe I thought we aligned, but maybe we don't. And that's okay because there might be that small mm -hmm. portion that does. And we can sit with that when that time comes. And it's okay mm -hmm. that we're not. Um, it's an interesting process when you discover how you align with different people's. And I also think that there's this, when we go through these spiritual growth and we hit our spiritual goals and we go through these processes, some people aren't coming with us. Yeah. And that's okay. And we're not going with them. Right. That's the other side of it. Right. And mm -hmm. it, it's an interesting process when it comes to, I think, hitting and getting into this space of self-connection, because I think that's what, in my opinion, it is learning about who we are inside and discovering and unfolding those different layers that have been buried or haven't been exposed to the world yet. And mm -hmm. sometimes that aligns with the people we're aligned with in the moment. And sometimes it doesn't. And it's, it's hard. It doesn't make it any easier to um, watch relationships or things, you know, relationships that we believed would be there till the end, because I do that too. I'm like, that's it. Yeah. We're in. And I'm in. And I'm, I am loyal right. to a fault. Like I will, I, I will, yeah, I, I do. I am. And I will take a lot before I have to, I walk away because I believe. And as we all know, sometimes it doesn't happen. The person that we met or the person that we were aligned with for how many years or months, you know, is still in there. But we all, I realized that my own growth is I'm not that person I was, you know, 10 years ago. I'm not, I can't be her. I, mm -hmm. I don't, I remember her. I'm grateful for her. She taught me a lot. She taught me what not to wear, what I wanted to wear. But at the same time, I couldn't go back to her either and be mm -hmm. that person for those people. 
So it's an well, interesting we talk, We talked about this this last stage or this backstage a little bit too. We kind of mm-hmm. do this. You know, people, I really do believe that people for the most part are seasons. You're, you're rarely going to get people that are going to be in it forever and for the long haul. They're there to teach you something. You're there to learn something or you're there mm-hmm. like they, they come into your life at that odd time and they really lift you up and they prove to you that people are inherently good because you're in a really dark time. I have people like that. Like if people just came in and just proved to me that people are inherently good when I was at a really dark time. That's very interesting. And it happens in your marriage too. Like I'm, I'm a pretty loyal person and, but like we've been married, well, 11 years, 12 years. And, but we have grown into different people. And so we've had to kind of, we, we kind of had to separate and then come back as these different people and then kind of decide if this is what we're going to keep doing as these different people. And if this happens from what I understand, this happens a lot in marriages and relationships. And that's one of the keys to making a long marriage work is to be able to come back um, after you've had big shifts and you become an entirely different person for the Mm -hmm. most part. And whether or not the different person you became and the different person they became are going to be aligned. And this is where you really need to find people that are growing with you. And if you are married to somebody who just refuses to grow this is where that disconnect is going to come in and it's going to keep coming back and it's going to keep coming back because as you continue to grow and change and they're just not, it's, it's going to be this constant battle between you two, discord between you two. And then you're going to kind of know, but I think that relationships as a whole are are very much the same as we grow as people. uh, Some people just don't grow. They don't want to, they stay in their place and you have to decide then at that point, if that's what you want to can, if you, if you're okay growing alone with somebody mm-hmm. or if, if you want somebody to grow with and, and some people, one side might be okay. And some people, the other, um, but we're, so we're 25 minutes into this and we have yet to touch on the spiritual goals and the <laughs> article that I found. Okay. Guys, let's do it. Let's do it. I am a goals person. So in a formal life, I used to work a very corporate job and then I'm very yeah. goal oriented. I like goals. I like to set goals. I like to crush goals. It's part of my ego. I'm not letting it go. Uh, it's a competitive thing. So suck it, but spiritual goals. And so I wanted to go through this. There are, um, 25 or 21 spiritual goals that are really mm-hmm. good for you to set for yourself. And the first one is to spread kindness. So to look mm-hmm. for ways that you can help serve your community, especially taking actions that promise no reward, such as helping someone who has their hands full or holding the door open for somebody behind you. So kindness. Yes. Or, that's a good or, spiritual goal. Yeah. Or buying, paying for somebody's coffee when you're in the lineup and just, mm-hmm. go, I, I love doing that. <laughs> that is my, I, I am that guy. I would like, I don't know why that brings me in. Okay, here's the side of it. I get a joy about giving somebody else joy. So that kindness and just hoping maybe it shifts their day. If they're having a bad day and, you know, maybe it's an intuitive thing that I get. I'm like, oh, I got to buy that person mm-hmm. or even the person behind the person, you know, I'll yeah. buy their coffee. And um, yeah, I love doing that. Spreading kindness changes your, you know, your internal environment as well because you become that frequency of kindness. And when there's something about that, when you're out and about, when you're in a space um, of, of compassion and kindness, people are drawn to that. Like all of a sudden you'll notice like people will be around you and not in a creepy oompa oompa way, but just kind of like they smile at you more. Or um, the other yesterday, uh, a gentleman, I had my hands full. So funny. This is one mm-hmm. of the things. And I was trying to manage Home Depot because I 
bought some solar lights and he's like, can I get you a buggy? I'm like, yes, thank you. I was going back for it. But he went we call, we call them carts. Cart, carts. Shopping buggy, carts. buggy carts. Shopping carts. Got me a shopping cart and it was just, you know, Canada. he, he was very... <laughs> I know Canada, roof, rough. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah. So it was one of those moments where, yeah, I was in this burnt out space, but that was just, it made me smile. And it really just kind of made my little moment that it was nice. Aww. I've never had anybody offer to do that. Like literally that's never happened. Usually it's the opposite. So it was kind of neat. So it does. It's a good spiritual goal because it really does bring out not only stuff within you, but stuff in other people that maybe it gives them the opportunity to be in a different space than they were before. So, um, well, the second one is to practice gratitude, which kind of mm -hmm. lends into the first one, right? So to practice gratitude, I think I, I, I try to do the gratitude thing when I'm really feeling, um, like dumpy, like a certain way about a certain thing. Like if I'm really feeling, I don't know, just down and out, like I try to remember, mm -hmm all of the good things that this kind of goes back with putting my phone down. I get real, I got really focused on the likes and the watches and the subscribers. And for a while there, I was really watching the number. I'm a numbers person. So I was really mm -hmm. watching the numbers and, and I was, I feel like I was constantly forcing this because I want it to grow and I want it to be great. And I want it to, to sustain and maintain. Uh, this is what I want to do probably for the rest of my life. I had some version of this. And so I've been really focused on like push, 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 push. Uh, but I, I, I never stopped to be just be grateful for what we've built so far or to just sit back and enjoy it. And I really made a conscious effort just a couple of weeks ago to, to start doing that too. And so if you notice, like we're not on TikTok live a ton, like I'll go live sometimes in the morning. Uh, I've been live a little bit last week here and there, but TikTok's got my nuts and advice. Like they shadow me. And so it's kind of this, there's kind of a, uh, it's kind of a forced, uh, gratitude type of thing. It's like, listen, will you just stop pushing and just enjoy the people that are here for now and, you know, and let it grow naturally and organically like it's supposed to. And so I've really made a conscious effort to do that and just to be grateful for what I do have and just to be grateful for um, how quickly and how, how successful we've been just in the first year out and, and really start to focus on the success that we've already had and be grateful for that uh, while still trying to, um, grow and, and learn and, and be successful. So great. Uh, being show it. Yeah. Bless America. Uh, practicing gratitude is huge. You know, it's huge. It yeah, is. We get wrapped up in misery. I think sometimes. Well, like and for me parties, it stops. I always find when I get into my gratitude practice, now I have a gratitude journal. Absolutely. Um, it's not consistent because sometimes I forget to write it down or sometimes I'm out and about sitting on a, log looking at the lake and just taking mm -hmm. a moment and appreciating the nature and the ducks that are coming up thinking thinking that I've got food for them but I don't and just talking mm -hmm. to them and be like I'm sorry guys you know um yeah just having those moments gratitude can come in so many different forms and different ways and sometimes we track it sometimes we don't but just giving yourself that moment to sit with what's going on and feel the energy feel feel that appreciation you know for the things that are right here, right now, it actually brings us back into the present. It stops us getting out here in the future, stops us from being in the past. And it's a really great way to kind of learn to be in the, in the now. And it's a great gateway for that. And, you know, 
uh, one thing I want to say is sometimes we forget about it. Sometimes we are consistent with it. And either way, it's perfect. It because is. Because it will be there when you need it and when it's supposed to be. And then, you know, stressing about it can do quite the opposite. So if you guys are struggling with a gratitude practice, it's okay. Let your practice be what it's meant to be when it's meant to be. And it actually it will actually help with the growth of self in a different way than what was. I know there's a lot of, a lot of you know, people who say, do it every day, you have to do this. But sometimes being that rigid can really get us out of our own sense of flow and our own sense of adventure. And part of gratitude is the adventure of appreciate, like the moment. So mm-hmm. these are goals, not necessarily like set in stone. And these are, you yeah. don't have to take all guidelines. These are just goals to strive by. Yeah. These are guidelines, like maybe journal once a week instead. So maybe yeah. just, you know, I don't journal at all. I don't get anything. I've tried to journal. I've dove into it. I, I couldn't get into it. Um, I don't journal at all. It's, it's just never been my thing. I don't get anything out of it. And for some people that's okay. Like I would rather make videos in, in mm-hmm. for me, I would rather express how I feel uh, through a video with song, like through a TikTok. Um, but then I get combated with, well, this isn't going to get views because it's not informational. And so there's this kind of back and forth that I'm working through, but fuck that. I don't care. I'm going to make my video anyway. Um, number three is take a leap of faith. So spiritual growth requires a leap of faith every once in a while, regardless of what faith means to you. For example, rather than staying up late, worrying about an upcoming event at work that you've scheduled to host, try to relax a little bit and let your plan of execution involve on its own. Take a leap of faith and pretend that you will be provided with the resources you need, whether it's from God, another state of higher consciousness, or through your own values that define your spirituality. Yeah. Take I a think leap that of faith. Just fucking every do day. it. Fuck everybody. Just do it. Isn't it? Get out there. Do it. Every day. I, I don't think they're once in a while. I feel like, well, maybe it's just my weird experience, but I feel like a leap of faith every day is what gets me where I need to be in that day, which I think ultimately gets me where I'm going. But yeah, those leaps of faith, they can be big, they can be small. That's the thing is there's no, we, yeah, we, I I used to put a lot of stock on, you know, did I jump off the big cliff or the baby cliff? And if I didn't jump off the big cliff, um, maybe it wasn't, you know, I didn't do my job right. But uh, sometimes just taking little leaps of faith every day in what you're doing or, you know in your moment can really get you where you're going without even realizing it. Everything's a leap of faith in my opinion. I agree. Uh, the next thing is to cultivate, to cultivate solitude. There are several ways in which you can do this, whether it's taking 10 minutes to meditate after each meal or choosing one day a week to be completely screen free, meaning put your phones down yesterday. I know. Yeah. Philosopher Frederick Wilhelm Nashgatsi once said solitude makes us tougher towards ourselves and tenderer towards other in both ways it improves our character spend some time doing self-reflection and allowing your thoughts to come and go during this sense of calm you may find the answers to very important questions in your lives i cannot stress this enough i did not do this enough i do it a lot more now and i do it a lot i i, I let a lot of the guilt around it go um because i have kids and a husband and i'm like you know what i need to be alone i need you guys to leave me alone I need the quiet. I need to be alone. Um, I meditate a lot and I spend a lot of time alone because you don't really figure out who you are, what you need, your original, your own thoughts until Mm -hmm. you have spent some considerable amounts of time alone. And once you start to do that and you start to figure out who you really are without all of the, the distractions around you, 
that's when it becomes a lot easier for you to step into your own higher self. Um, spend wow. some time alone. So if, well, like they said, if it starts just 10 minutes a day to meditate or to just sit quietly or to pray or to read your Bible or to do whatever, spend 10 or so minutes alone every single day, longer if you can. Um, yeah. We get so distracted that we, it, it's so hard to even originate an original thought because we're so distracted by everything that's going on. So spend some time alone. Turning the phone off is huge. Like I did that yesterday mm -hmm. afternoon. Um, yes, I took some snaps and posted some pictures of the moment because I wanted to share this, but I actually didn't, I wasn't on my phone. I wasn't scrolling. I was having, even though like we were together out walking, I was, mm -hmm. we, we get really quiet when we walk. Like it's like, we're there together supporting each other, but we get in this space of like where we're not, you know, just randomly talking and had a lot of re inner reflections come out yesterday in my, you know, in those three walks, like we ended up going to three different parts of th three different lakes and walking around and just discovering new places. But mm -hmm. a lot of, a lot of really interesting information that, or self-reflection or self-awareness things can come up while you're in your space of solitude, while you are, you know, maybe it's not, you're out, you know, moving, but you're not thinking, you know, you're not thinking right. about what you have to do tomorrow and the next day you're just there. Mm -hmm. And it does open the door to connect with yourself in a different way or connect with that higher voice or that higher power that you have faith in and open the door for self healing, self acknowledgement. There's some things, you know, that maybe we don't realize when we're super, super busy or we're constantly going where we should not, when we have a time to be quiet, we can acknowledge and sit with and see what that bringing that part of you forward opens, what door it opens or what potential it creates within you to optimize and to, um, you know, either sit with or perhaps dive into because it opens up something that is ready to be healed and discovered um, or a part of you that's ready to be a part of your everyday. So that solitude mm -hmm. is a huge thing. And phones, oh, I really find that they can be the biggest thing. You're just putting your phone down can open up so much. Mm -hmm. It's such a beautiful a space. While. Yeah, I know it's hard. I, I had to. I have been practicing this a lot the last couple of weeks. Like I am not, I, I scroll a few, you know, I scroll a few times a day. It's pretty rare that I'm on it more than five or so minutes at a time. Uh, and then I try to put it away as often as I can. Um, or if it is out, I usually, I, I don't do social media. So if it is out, I'm like, I'm looking at different YouTube videos. I'm listening to different podcasts. I'm listening to different documentaries. I'm trying to learn something. I'm trying to learn better my own technique. Um, it's the social media. Like that's just. Screen time I, I, it, is a, a, a double-edged sword. Yeah. 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 I limit myself to screen time. Uh, the next one is spread love everywhere you go. I don't know that I necessarily am on board with this one a whole bunch because that's just me. That's more of a you thing. But <laughs> I I am learning not to get combative with people like I'm learning. I don't have to take on all the battles and mm -hmm. instead using those comments as an opportunity to teach something new in a way that's not snarky. So I'm not trying to prove you wrong and me right. It's more of a well, and I understand what you're saying, but this is kind of what we're seeing. Do you see how it's pointed out here, here and here? And this is kind of what they're saying over here, here, and here, and then tying it all back together and, and trying to teach. I using it as this is why people, they're like, why do you keep messing with these trolls? And it's not that I'm, I'm not really making the video for the troll and I'm not really making the video for my own ego. I am making the video because it's an opportunity to teach not only the person that, met, that left the comment or the person that said what they said, 
But anybody else that happens to watch the video who didn't know something they didn't maybe know already. It's Dad mm -hmm. with Kids. We love your face. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, thank you. You're the bestest with the bestest. Um, so that's how I'm learning to, I don't go and I'm not, I'm not sparkles and rainbows and sunshines. And I'm not like, Oh my God, you're so neat. Like I'm going to buy, I'm not going to buy your coffee, Like buy your own. If you were, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I, I'm not going to buy the coffee behind me. I don't, well, I don't go to Starbucks. So I'm not going to do that. But I, if your car is in the ditch in the wintertime, I will stop and get out and help you push it out. Like, and I have done that. I've made my kids get out of the car and help mm -hmm. push people out of the ditch. That's what we do. Um, yeah. I, I don't know about the, this. I don't know. Maybe you know spread what? love kindness, in your Kindness way. and love. Like, you know, I think this yeah. is, it's a, I think they're actually go like this because kindness, I, I believe is a form of soul love. Like, you know, I think our souls are very kind and compassionate. And I think beyond what we even can recognize or fathom um, until we have a moment where we experience that. And I would never have ever guessed the, compassion and kindness and love that my soul had until I had a moment where thank God it came through because if it hadn't, I'd probably be in a very different place right now. So right. I think however we spread that love, whatever that looks like for you is perfect. Like it doesn't have yeah. it. Yeah. It could be smiling at somebody. Like I think that's right. A, this is a big thing when we were going through the last couple of years and you couldn't see somebody smiling at you, even though I would smile at people, even though I had, the, you know, if I had to have this mask on, I would still try to smile as big as I could because I knew that smiling at somebody can change their moment and which changes their day because it's, I think that's a form of love. It's just smiling. I think it mm -hmm. shows people, it, it changes the endorphins and the thought pattern. It really brings out something different. So it could be simply smiling at somebody. It could be, yeah, you know, it giving be, somebody It could be that. anything. It could yeah. be, it could be giving some people. And then I guess I lead more like the, I'm not, I, I have my head down whenever I go, I'm not talking to any of you people. Like I'm not smiling at nobody. Like don't come six feet. It's COVID season. Knock it off. Like, yeah. I'm then there's me. Person. I'm like, I'm doing this on purpose. Like, I know I spread, <laughs> I spread love. And I do, I, I believe you I do. spread love in a different way. I, I am a very much a builder upper. I am very much a, a problem solver. Like just beautiful. You know, people, when the people that matter to me, they come in, like, this is how I spread love. Um, as far as like, buying people coffee or even just smiling at random strangers that I can't, that's so much. Like, I've, I'll do it at kids or maybe little old ladies that are just cute, but I, I can't, I don't, I don't people well. And so it's, it's kind of, you know, everybody you know, like, spreads love yeah. in a different way and may just keep doing you. Um, yeah, exactly. That's the whole point is doing it your way is perfect. Right. So number six is get your priorities straight. I love this one. This is probably my favorite one. <laughs> get your priorities in order. I just looked at my digital well-being on my phone, which tells me I spent a total of three hours and 33 minutes using the device today. About 45 of those minutes were at work. Uh, but considering I don't remember anything else I really used my phone for today, the rest was probably time wasted. I do value priorities a lot. I hate to see myself an example, but my sample size equals one. There are 2.8 hours of my day that are essentially unaccounted for. However, if I had been more intentional about living in line with my priorities, uh, I would have placed higher value on that time. I would have spent less time during the day on unproductive tasks when I knew my daughter, who is my number one priority, would be home in the evening. This is why I would have finished all of my work for the day. Therefore, I would have been able to give my daughter my undivided attention at night. You will be more at peace, uh, happiness, and self-reward into your life if you live in line with your values identify the things in your life that are important and the things that are not. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's priority in order. What my kids you? This was it. My kids are my number one priority. But often, more often than not, I am like on my phone. Like I'm not giving them. But then again, like I also give them a shit ton of attention, probably more <laughs> than they need. Right. Like we bake, you know, we make like we took Wednesday mornings off so that we could make breakfast. And I bake lots mm-hmm. of muffins and and we went for a walk yesterday and they each had a couple mm-hmm. dollars. We walked down to the dollar store because that's all there is in Cowtown. And they got to pick out snacks. And um, I do spend a lot of time with my kids, but I do spend a lot of time on social media as well. And and if I were to, if I had one of them time management things on my phone, like I'd be almost embarrassed to put it up how much time I spend scrolling on my stupid phone. So yes, get your priorities in order, you guys. Which leads us into the next one. It's to meditate on a daily basis. Yes. Not enough people, in my opinion, and I was one of those people too, make time to meditate. Like you need to work it into your daily routine. Mm-hmm. This is so, because every that's the biggest excuse that I hear is I don't have time to meditate. If you got time huge. to sit three hours and 30 minutes scrolling on your phone, you can take one of those hours and go meditate. 30 of those minutes and, and meditate. And, and meditation can be whatever it looks like to you. For me, it's laying in the bed in the quiet with headphones and binaural beats. For other people, it might be walking, said, running, reading, walking, reading, running, people painting. reading. A lot of people, they read the Bible like that's, you know, or they pray. Mm-hmm. And that's great. Do something that helps clear out your mind and puts, because it does, it puts everything into perspective for you. And that way you're not worrying about things you can't control. And you're not worrying about the state of the world because really you don't have, you can't do anything about it. You can't do anything about it. You can worry no. about it. That's fine. But you can't do anything about it. But so, that worry isn't changing it. It's just changing your your frequency, correct. the way your body and your mindset works. And it's changing how you correlate with yourself. And when we hit those stress hormones, we create so much, in my opinion, negativity. We create negativity mm-hmm. in the body physically, mentally, emotionally, and energetically. So, um, yeah, taking time. Clear it out. Oh, clear it I'm out. here. And clear it again. out. Riding horses You're, was meditated yeah. for me. Your like meditation I, and mine are so different. I'm all like, get away from me. Like, this is my meditation. Don't touch me. Clear it like, out. And you're all like, I'm going to bring it back in and start shining ponies. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, send in the black <laughs> sparkle shit back to the people. Like, stop sending me your shit. Well, I send everybody's energy back. Don't you get me wrong. Like, I have to actually be very active with that. Um, I wish I had to meditate last night because of something when I woke when I came out of my nap space we watched mm-hmm. this show and um it was about this intuitive and I like when I eerily connected and was getting information before they were saying it I actually had to stop and walk away and okay I can't do this I had to go meditate before I went to sleep because I needed right. to clear that out yeah yeah um so the next one is make your own choices You have to exercise your freedom to choose your attitudes and your actions. You have as much control over feeling frustration as you do of feeling acceptance. You can choose to love over hate and forgiveness over seeking revenge. You can choose to learn and grow from your mistakes or to give up. Keep in mind that a crisis can bring out the best and worst in anyone, and that choice is up to you. Yes. Yes. It's also, that's where meditation comes, like this one leads into this, right? Because the more you go within, you discover things like programmings, things that we've Mm -hmm. learned, experience that we, um, belief systems and perceptions we've adopted that we've, you know, we've, we've taken from our external environment 
meant and made it into our internal environment. And it really allows you to discover whether that's how you want to see the world. We were having like, yesterday was a weird day. Now that I'm thinking back on it, we had this conversation about traits, traits that I have that maybe I need to self-evaluate. Maybe I don't, but I really put it out there with with um, with Josh to, you know, always be open with me when there's something that I'm doing that isn't maybe healthy or isn't productive or maybe just needs a little like, let's take a look at that. Maybe I, and maybe I agree, maybe I don't, but it's a, a choice, right? A choice to go into that. And there is a trait around some things like uh, for me, it's, uh, it used to be money, money, the way I viewed money, the way I held money, the way money, that attachment to money interacted with my everyday life. And we were talking, he's like, yeah, I really noticed that that's something that has shifted in you. And I was just curious, like what happened? And I'm like, well, you brought it up. And I sat down and looked at it and really examined, did I want to look at money that way? Or did I Mm -hmm. want to shift that? And, you know, I I had a choice, a choice to stay with it or to change it. I chose to change it because it didn't really align with my values, didn't align with where I wanted, what I want to create in this, you know, my priorities. And so I worked at shifting it and it was really cool to notice that he noticed a big change when we were talking about money, the energy, the feeling that I brought, because he really does know what I'm feeling before I even express it. And he, Mm -hmm. he noticed a huge change. So that choice can be there whether it's something you've well, grown up with or something you adopted. And I think that's in, that's that's important because life is pretty much one big, long self-reflection. Like if, if yeah. you can't, I can't, I cannot, I cannot. Like with the self-reflection part, I do this so much, it's almost like negative. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm, I take it, you know, like I, I'm like, God, did I do this right? And God did it. And I go back and I rewatch the lives. Did I talk too much? Did I talk enough? Did I not ask the right question? Like I am in a constant state of self-reflection, um, which is really bad for my nervous system, which is where the meditation mm-hmm. comes in at because it lets me know that I'm okay and I'm growing and I got to keep going. But at the same time, it allows me to be very open to everything. And so it allows me to keep growing and to keep learning and to keep being curious and to keep wanting to do different things and change different things. I'm very open to change. Um, most things, some things I don't like change. Like when plans change in a, in a, in a heart, I can struggle with that. Like if we're mm-hmm. supposed to go one place and then five minutes before we leave, we're all of a sudden going to another place. Like I, I get a little, or if, if you're going to tell me 10 minutes before somebody's coming to the house, that they're coming to the house, I'm going to, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I totally get that. Like, oh my God, I got to clean. What are you doing? We do the same thing. I'm like, oh God, power. <laughs> but I will like, like when it comes to the work, like the work is where I probably am the best at this because I can, I can ebb and I understand that things ebb and they flow. And, and as topics change and situations change and relationships change, I can, I can work with those. And I am on a constant state of learning when it comes to, to doing this. And, and well, we were talking backstage, like mm-hmm. YouTube is a keyword oriented uh, platform. So it picks up on keywords. And if there are keywords that are trending that day, the video that you have is going to get thrown out that day because of the keyword that's in the title. And I yeah. dove into this and I'm like trying to find, there are websites you can go to, to plug in your topic. And then it will tell you different titles that to, to title it as so that it gets thrown into that algorithm. Um, I watch other people's talk shows on YouTube to try and see what they're doing and then mm-hmm. try to pick and, and choose what I can do that I feel like would benefit our show um, and, and, and then try new things all the time. I'm very open to change with that. And, and I think a lot of people, um, they, they get kind of stuck in this, 
you know, one thing, okay, this works. So we're yeah. just going to keep doing that. And they keep doing it, even though maybe it has stopped working, you know, and that, but they just keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. And then eventually it doesn't work anymore. You have to be really open to change and self-reflection is a big part of that. You have to be willing to, to get sick of your own shit in order to change. It's never hardly ever, probably anybody else's fault, but your own, just so it, you know, it's, just so you know, all, all aspects of life too, like professionally, personally, like I, it's the same thing. I found this in the work that I do. I had to get sick of not like, you know, bored of the, just the regular format that works just fine. You could use that for the rest of your life and always be successful. But all of a sudden there was something I was like, yeah, it's time to adapt. And so mm -hmm. being fluid with it and it does mm -hmm. change how you interact with other, other parts of your life too. When you find that fluid okay. flow in, in a, one aspect of your life, it will spill over into other parts naturally and easily a, and comfortably. There's a lot to this about being humbled and, and I'm a pretty, mm -hmm. I'm a confident person. I, I'm probably more cocky than I am confident. I might not know everything, but I can bet your ass. I know where to find it and I will educate. Mm -hmm. I will spend the time and educate myself on it if I want to talk about it. But there's a humbleness to, to a lot of this that, um, I feel like a lot of people haven't hit yet mm. <laughs> and they're going to, um, yeah. and I'm, you know, and, and, and we talked about this last week quite a bit, actually, is I, I grew up, not in grow up, but like, I, I have had the opportunity to be humble over and over and over and over again, uh, at a time that wasn't so volatile at a time where, Everybody mm -hmm. else was just kind of doing that. Everybody was still, you know, asleep and, and there wasn't so much division and just nobody was really paying attention. So I, and I was just humbled repeatedly. And now I think a lot of people are starting to come into that humbleness too. And, and that's hard for that. Nobody wants to hear feedback. <laughs> like nobody likes, nobody likes to be told that they fucked up and, and, or that they handled the situation wrong or that they don't like, you know, yeah. um, but that true. is so wildly important for you to especially if you're, if you're not good at self-reflection, like you got to take some of that stuff. <laughs> like you got, that's the only way you're yeah. going to learn or nobody is really going to like you. The one of the, I have, I have a huge problem with arrogant people. They drive me insane. Oh. Yes. Like if you are too arrogant, like, I don't care. Like, I'm not going to talk to you anymore because I, I can't stand. It's one thing to be arrogant, but have put in the work in order mm -hmm. to be arrogant. And another thing just to be arrogant, just to be arrogant. Like if, if I notice that you're just out here running your mouth and, and how great you are, but you're absolutely putting in no work to, to that made you great or in your mind made you like, yeah, you're fake and you're fake as fuck. You're not authentic. And I don't want nothing to do with you. I hate people like that. And I'm probably why I'm so big into self-reflection. I don't ever want to be those people. But at oh, the yeah. same time, I need to recognize my successes too. And I struggle with that as well. So it's a delicate mm -hmm. balance between the two. It is a tightrope that you kind of go mm -hmm. on. And it, you know, self-reflection is huge because it I think it's I think it's key to it any is. Is any goal, any growth, any part of our every avenue of our life um needs self-reflection. And even when you don't like what you see. That doesn't mean there's not opportunities to shift that. And there were, yeah, it's, yep. it can be very, very, not even just humbling, but like, oh no, I, I went down that road, you know, and sometimes you go down roads that you don't, you never thought you would go round, down and you become some, a piece of you becomes a part of you that you, you would have never guessed 
but something happened and you chose, you made this choice and this is the fault And that reflection can help you get to that point where you're like, Oh, maybe not. Maybe mm-hmm. I didn't want to be that guy. So I now need right. to course correct. And in that right. course, correct, find a way to, um, recognize that and openly agree discuss that so yeah it's a big thing it's a huge thing self-reflection is a huge thing um be arrogant if you're successful in what you do and you've worked your ass off to get there be arrogant but if you're just arrogant like you can miss me with that shit i don't want to know i i I don't want to talk to you anymore i hate that (laughs) um the last one that i have for listen there's 25 we only got through about like 10 but that's all right but the last (laughs) one that i have is practice tolerance Another part of having empathy is practicing tolerance for others. To be more tolerant, you put yourself in their shoes and try to understand another point of view. You can also practice tolerance by asking another person to explain their beliefs or perspective. Try to look at at your similarities with others rather than your differences. Chances are you will have a lot more in common than not. I think the entire world at this point right now could benefit from that one. We need to be a little more fucking tolerant. Like, I am... (laughs) blown yeah. away by how many people are be like no i wouldn't invite any liberal into my house i don't care if them and their kids were starving are you fucking serious are you mm-hmm. serious right now like you're gonna let like come on i, I be I, tolerant of some of these people don't know any better and it's not their fault at the end of the day if you dove down that rabbit hole that we have mm. you know it's not their fault it's not their fault they were programmed to be this way and they yeah. are so heavily programmed that that there's nothing you can do. You can either got to leave them be and, and show some compassion and just be a little tolerant or just leave because they're, you're not going to change people's minds at that point. No, it, uh, Oh, this is the place of neutral being neutral in so many ways. Like, you know, um, we talk about, I've talked about this, like, you know, the needs Mm -hmm. and the wants, the attachments to things. Tolerance, I think finds us in this space of understanding and Mm -hmm. we may not, align with their actions. We may not condone their actions, but understanding where those actions come from can be in some ways, um, it can help change without actually realizing it. Because when we get into a place of lack of tolerance, we then begin the fight process and the fight process, you know, there are things to fight for. Do not get me wrong. Like there are times, you know, but there's a lot of things going on, especially in this time. And, and, a lot of people are going to come to that humbleization that some of the choices they made or some of the decisions or thoughts or the words or the actions they had maybe um, weren't the really in the best interest of self. And to, I don't know, I feel like it, you know, rubbing it in their face isn't going to get us anywhere. It's not going to change no. our world, but if we kind of go, not. Oh yeah. Okay. You've learned you, you've, yeah. you know, we here got we got it. You got it. All right. Okay. Go, let's breathe together. This, this, and this, and let's go and do this, this, and this. Yeah. Now. Let's find a way to go forward with different traits and different interactions and actions, because I think that's the only way we really change as a whole, as a collective, right. Is finding I, new ways. I am, I am a tolerant motherfucker for the most part. I, I will tolerate a lot, especially from people that I've let into my circle. Like mm-hmm. if I have let you in and, and we are, we have, you know, I will tolerate a lot, a lot. And I will forgive a lot and I will forget a lot. But there comes a point to where like mm-hmm. we've talked and nothing's changed and nothing's changed. I'm done. Like I, I will tolerate a lot. My tolerance runs deep, but I will, at, there will come a point where I'm just going to dip. Like we're going to, we're going to end this, this, whatever it is, because 
just yeah. because I can tolerate what's what's happening and just because I can forgive and forget doesn't mean I'm going to always have to do that. And, and I'm not going to always have to do that. Like, I, I understand that people are all going through their own growth. Um, and I and myself included, like some people, so there are people out there that can't tolerate me. I'm too much for some people. And I am okay with that. Like, that's fine. And you don't have to come. And that's okay, too. Um, but I, I'm not going to tolerate consistent, you know, uh, detrimental behavior. Like I'm not going to call it, tolerate consistent disrespect. There's going to be a point where like we've talked, it's not getting fixed. Nothing is changing. And now it's blown up and we're not going to do this anymore. And I'm going to dip. And <clears throat> that's, that's also really important to think about it when is. you're talking about tolerance to not be pouring your energy into trying to change people's minds, understand mm -hmm. that their minds are going to change or they're not. Or they're going to change when they're ready. And you're probably not going to be a part of that. So that is just huge. wish them well, leave them the best, you know, wish them the best, leave them where they are and fucking leave. And, and mm -hmm. because we're not going to waste a bunch of energy doing that either. That's ridiculous. And with that, Jen, we're right at the top of our hour. Do you want to leave oh everybody with a little something? I can't even believe we're at the top of our hour. Um, I know. When you're setting your mm -hmm. goals, uh, when it when it comes to whether it's spiritual goals, self goals, however you're gonna you know create your your board of where you want to be, think mm -hmm. about what's motivating you behind every step. What motivates mm -hmm. you, and let um and sit back and reflect on that motivation because your motivation may change. What started you down this road may not be what's actually driving you to the next step. So um, being clear and um, connected to the motivation behind every step will help those steps unfold even more quickly and more easily and more comfortably, whether it's an uncomfortable moment of self-reflection or a moment of not, you know, not sacrificing who you are to try and change people's minds or, mm -hmm. you know, that, that level of, you know, place that you're in, but look at the motivation that you have. That's something I often do when it comes to when I'm creating my own growth, what is my motivation? Does it still align with where my end goal is or has my end goal even changed? And then let your end goal be there and be in your process because you get to your end goal when you go through your process. So evaluate your process and see where it sits with you and see what needs to adapt. And as you do that, this whole part of you will blossom and this whole other side of you comes forward, one that you may not have known even that you would discover on this journey within. So, Perfect. And with that, you guys, we're going to wrap this up. So we are live again tonight with Conservative Text at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. I'm going to bring him on and I'm going to have him really kind of dive into uh, the political side of things and how local politics and politics as a, as a whole uh, really do affect your lives, either positive or negatively. And I'm, I'm wanting him to kind of break it down for all of us from the local level to the federal level to so on and so forth. And why some of these election processes are so important. And it's so important for you to be paying attention and getting involved. And that is going to be at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time tonight. Uh, with that, that's all I got. You guys, we love your faces. Thank you so much for coming. Jen, thanks for coming back. Thank I will you. see you guys tonight. Keep her moving. Take it easy. Tell your mom I says hi and watch out for all the deer. Goodbye.